Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football Week 3 right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, our good buddy Roger Sierra cannot be with us again tonight. Uh, we Hopefully, he was, he's okay and everything, and we will wish him. Hopefully, he'll be back here uh, next week. We hope and pray. Uh, Roger, we love you, man. Hope everything goes well. Uh, that being said, though, let's go ahead and go straight into it. Let's not... Uh, Dilly dally around. Uh, before we go over the power rankings in week three, let's go over week two, which was a pretty insane week. We were wrong. Well, I was wrong about a lot of the games that were played. Uh, Chip, you want to uh, hit them with the uh, the rundown of our predictions and what we have, who we got, who 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 uh, who uh, screwed up the most? I think it was me. But anyway, go ahead. What was our records for this for this for this past week? Uh, so for week two, uh, Roger went twelve and four. I went ten and six. You went nine and seven. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about who, what games we missed once we get to them. You know, as we run them down. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and let's kick it off with the Thursday nighter. Um, it was the New York Giants against the Washington Football Team, and Washington pulled out a miracle right there at the very end with a last second field goal on Thursday Night Football. Um, really, really tense game that literally came down to the wire. Um, uh, I, th- I thought this was a really, really good game. Uh, uh, everybody, you know, did a good job with them. Uh, I-, I really was impressed with, uh, uh, Taylor Heineke. I want to say that's how his last name is pronounced, you know, 34, yes. for, 34 for 46, uh, att- 34, uh, completions on, th- on 46 attempts, 332 yards, I'm th- sorry, 336 yards and two touchdowns. Unfortunately, he did, he did have that interception, um, and then the the receiver Terry uh, McLaren, eleven receptions for 107 yards and a touchdown. He really had a good game. Also, um, not to say that the Giants didn't have good games as well. Uh, Daniel Jones, believe it or not, was the leading rusher of the game. Uh, nine carries at 95 yards with a touchdown. And uh, you know Sterling Shepard got his numbers: nine receptions for 94 yards. Um, you know James Brad uh, Bradbury had the interception, ran it back for five yards. Unfortunately, that's all he that's all he got. Um, how was you feeling about this game? Because this game was a pretty tight game. It, it was. Uh, I thought it was a good game. Uh, you know, uh, especially, uh, you know, how close it was and, and everything. Like, I, I I really enjoy those close games. Right. Uh, it just, I don't know. Something about those close games, they, like, get you on the edge of your seat, like, all right, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? You know, right. Are, are, it's, it, yeah, it's are, different. Are they going to throw a pick? Right. Where's the fumble? You know, now it's, yeah, you're right. It's different when it's, it's your team because you're like, like, fuck, come on, pull it out, pull it out, pull it out, pull it out, you know? Yeah. And then if, but if it's two teams, you really don't have, it's, it's kind of like the Super Bowl in a sense, not, not to say this game is on the level of a Super Bowl, but what I'm saying is when it's these close knit games, you wonder yourself, hmm. Because in a weird way, we all kind of lean a little bit towards one side or the other, you know, depending on the story that's being told and things of that nature. Um, from the standpoint of like, oh, man, you know, I really want this kid to win. You know, he's been this is going to be his first win of the year, you know, things of that nature. Um, and I really do think that um, and it just this just might be me. I think Taylor Heineke could possibly be the future of the Washington uh, football team if he continues to play the way that he's playing. Yeah, I think that's what they're they're gearing up for. Um, you know, he was originally just supposed to 
to kind of sit behind Fitzpatrick and learn the uh, the playbook and you know learn from the the grizzled veteran. Uh, but then, uh, sorry, had a frog in my throat. Um, but but then Fitzpatrick goes down with an injury, and you know he has to step up. And and I think you know he he looked pretty good in this game. Uh, week one, he, he looked okay, you know, after coming in for Fitzpatrick and everything, uh, right. you know, unfortunately they lost that game, but you know, he looked pretty, pretty decent in that game too. Right. Exactly. Um, so I'm looking forward to what happens. Uh, uh I think he's got a bright future and he's got a good defense to help him along. So I really do think he's going to be, he's in good hands at this point. Um, and especially with uh, Ron Rivera as your head coach, I mean, I mean, if you want a good, you know, coach that'll coach you up, you know, as far as the quarterback goes. I mean, Ron Rivera had Cam Newton for all those years, you know, so he'll definitely. I mean, obviously, I'm not comparing Tyler Heineke to Cam Newton. I'm just saying, with Ron Rivera as your head coach, he can get the best out of you. Is what I'm saying. Right. That being said, let's move on to the next game: uh, the New England Patriots against the New York Jets. The New England Patriots win 25 to six in a game that was. Well, let's say pretty one-sided. Um, you know, the Jets scored in the first quarter field goal and then in the fourth quarter field goal, and everything else was just all Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones, he was serviceable, uh, 22 for 30, uh, for 186 yards, no touchdowns. Um, it was the, the running game was mainly the story of this game. Uh, Damian Harris had 62 uh, yards on 16 attempts um, and a touchdown. James White. 20 yards on five attempts, but he did have that touchdown. Um, and uh, Mac Jones played – I got the feeling that it was more conservative, but then you got to look at the defense. The defense had, you know, uh, J.C. Jackson had two interceptions. Devin McCourty had an interception. Uh, Adrian Phillips had an interception. Um, and, I, I, I man, <laughs> the Jets I – don't, I don't know what's going on with the Jets as far as – I mean, because – you know, yeah, I mean, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, they, you know, both of them had 50 yards rushing, but I mean, wasn't enough. Uh, you know, Braxton, uh, Boreos, uh, shout out Braxton from the U, uh, seven receptions from, for 73 yards. Um, he did, he did a serviceable job, but I mean, let's be honest, man. Zach Wilson is not looking like the Zach Wilson that people were expecting to, you know, <laughs> I don't know if he, it's just because it's not, the team that he's playing for, or if it's just that he's he. It's almost like they threw him in when he wasn't ready to be a starter. It, no, I would say it's definitely the team he's playing for because if you look at Sam Darnold, bro, he's balling out in Carolina. Yeah, very much so. You know, and the the Jets traded him to Carolina for I, I don't even remember what they got I think it was like nothing Man. just because they were they were dead set on Zach Wilson being QB number one uh, for this season and we see where that's gone all I'm, all I'm saying dude is when you throw four interceptions in a game I mean my god man four interceptions in a game 
I mean, now hey, granted, at least he didn't throw three interceptions in three passes like uh, Nate Peterman. Man, <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, I mean, four interceptions. He got sacked four times after being sacked six times the previous week against the Carolina Panthers. He's been sacked ten times. He is literally his touchdown to interception ratio as a rookie is two touchdowns to five interceptions. Been sacked ten times. Now, granted, I mean, he, I mean, he did throw two, you know, two hundred and ten yards, which is okay, you know. But still, I mean, he zero touchdowns, you know, in this game, four interceptions. I mean, I want to feel bad for this kid, but at the same time, you know, fuck the Jets. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm being honest. Right. Um, uh, real quick, breaking news. Uh oh. Um, the the roof to the New Orleans Superdome, or what's it called now? Uh, Caesars Superdome caught on fire. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, one person was injured with minor burns, but uh, th- they are okay. Um, but this may push the the season uh, opener, per se, the, the first home game that the Saints were going to play in the Superdome was scheduled for October 3rd. And now with the roof catching on fire, it may push that uh, much later. Hey, hey, push it to Tulane University. It's just right down the street. I mean, you mean, I mean, unless Tulane's having a home game, which I mean, I mean, you pretty much share the city. So uh, unless you want to tr- travel the team all the way to Baton Rouge to play in Death Valley, but, you know, I don't know if that's a possibility, especially if LSU's home for whatever um but nevertheless all right so we're going to move on from uh, the patriots and the jets to the broncos and the jacksonville jaguars broncos win this one 23 to 13 uh the broncos are 2-0 uh going into uh as of now Mm -hmm. had a pretty serviceable game uh teddy bridgewater doing teddy bridgewater things uh, 328 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Melvin Gordon, you know, didn't have a big game like he did last week, only 31 yards. Uh, uh, Javante Williams had 64 yards. Cortland Sutton, bruh, nine receptions for 159 yards. No touchdowns, but he still got them yardages. Uh, and Kareem Jackson and uh, Patrick Sertan, the second, um, with an interception in that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was pretty – I mean, the Broncos' defense came to play – um, as well, um, I mean, you know, Von Bell, I'm Von, I'm not Von Bell, I'm sorry, Von Miller, um, only had two <laughs> tackles, but he did have the sack, um, you know, and, uh, Jacksonville, I mean, Trevor Lawrence with 118 yards, a touchdown, but two interceptions thrown, uh, James Robinson, you know, ran for 47 yards, but no touchdowns whatsoever. Carlos Hyde didn't have a good game either. Um, Marvin Jones was their best receiver with six receptions and 55 yards and a touchdown. Um, Aside from that, I mean, there really, really wasn't much to say about this game other than, okay, so the defense ended up getting three sacks, you know. So right. uh, Andrew Wingard, uh, Adam Gotsis, and uh, Josh Allen all got uh, sacks. But, man, Josh Lambeau with two missed field goals, and that that kind of hurt him in the long run. Uh, those extra field goals, um, you know, granted it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the score because it'd been 23 to 19, but yeah, but, but the interceptions have to count for something as well, though. Ter- Trevor Lawrence has to do a better job. Um, what say you, Bob? Of course. Uh, I mean, nothing in 
Jacksonville seems to be clicking. Nothing at all. Um, Trevor Lawrence has now lost uh, this his second game in a row. The Last week, he lost his first regular season game of his entire football career. He has never lost a regular season game in high school, college, uh, or anything up until last week. And do you now think he's this is affecting two yeah, in a you, row. Do you think this is affecting his psyche in a sense? Like somebody who's I'm used to winning and then you go to a team and you knew for a fact that this team was not a good team, you know, I mean, you well, think if, if you're a young hotshot, you know, Heisman Trophy winning national championship quarterback from an amazing university like Clemson, and then you go to Jacksonville, you know, you have to understand that you, you do have growing pains to go along with this. Right. Yeah, I 100% believe this is affecting his psyche, but also um, we're learning really quickly that Urban Meyer is not a very good um, – Head pro coach, football, a pro football head, <laughs> pro coach. football head coach, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, we have to give him his props in college because I mean, he he did, you know, win a national championship with the the Florida Gators. He won a national championship with the Ohio uh, State Buckeyes. You know, so there there are he it's it, it's almost one of those coach one of those deals where. You know he he's good at a certain level, but when you get past that level, uh, it, it starts to dwindle away. Yeah. Well, I also think that, and there's a lot of coach. I mean, there's a lot of coaches for that, that who do a great coaches in college, and then once they go to the pros, it doesn't pan out at all for them. Now there are the rare exceptions. There's the Jimmy Johnsons who won in Miami for the Hurricanes and also won in Dallas. Uh, I think the most recent example of that is maybe Pete Carroll, who I won champion, so. who won championships with uh, uh, USC and then won a Super Bowl in uh, Seattle. So yeah, so there's exceptions to every rule. Um, I mean, the Nick Saban experiment didn't really you know work out so well in Miami, but you know a lot of people will say you know it, it's kind of hard to give that rah rah speech to to grown ass men as opposed to giving them to you know teenage young young men in, in college you know wanting to you know get to that next level you know what i mean because they're still young enough to you know give a shit about you know team spirit and having fun and things of that nature and then once you get to the nfl you realize you know it's more of a business um not to say you can't have fun in the nfl not to say you don't play hard in the nfl but they understand that it's a business more than just you know a free education and you know playing football. You know, basically you 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 go to school to play football. You know, even though you might go to class on Mondays or whatever, you're still on a you still you're still getting on a plane. You know, Friday morning, Friday evening, or whatever, and then you're flying to wherever to play a play a, to play a game. Basically, you know, exactly. Um, so, um, so yeah, I definitely th- think it think it it affects. Um, Trevor's uh, psyche, the fact that he d- has lost two games for the first time in his, you know, career playing football, high school, college, whatever. Um, but nothing, taking nothing away from the Denver Broncos, though, Denver Broncos defense definitely showed up and definitely showed out. Um, I think the Broncos do have, I mean, my God, man, both of the Western teams, both of the, the AFC West and the NFC West teams are 
incredible, man. Both both the both of those divisions. Like it would not surprise me if the Super Bowl this year was a Western uh I will say I almost said Western Conference. I'm sorry. Uh a West Super Bowl from between the AFC and NFC West. Like it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. But nevertheless, let's move on it's to the next. It's very possible. I don't want to move on to the next game, but I'm afraid I have to because oh my god. The damn it, the Buffalo Bills rebound from their um, loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Miami Dolphins 35 to 0. Okay, I'll repeat that 35 to 0. Okay, before before you before you freak out, (laughs) a Tua Tua got injured, yes. we we found out Jacoby Brissett is not that guy. Oh yes, um, ab, ab, absolutely, he's not that guy. Now I'm not positive where your defense went to, but I can tell you that your offense lost their leader in Tua, and they got uh, a second rate backup in Jacoby Brissett. Absolutely, uh, I, I know. You know, leading into the season. I, I messed with you a lot, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Jacoby Brissett's going to take the uh, starting job." But we we all knew that Jacoby Brissett just he's not that guy, right? You know, everybody looks at him like, "Oh, he was in the, you know, he was in the QB room with Tom Brady and uh, Jimmy G and everything," but he's not good. No, he's not. I will say this, and I'm going to give the Buffalo Bills credit, Josh Allen. Josh Allen had a for Josh Allen standards he had a pedestrian game. He had 179 yards and two touchdowns with the interception and the only interception that he threw was to X. That's it. X was the only one who actually showed up to fucking play. Uh with the interception and two pass defended two passes defended. Uh Brandon Jones had a decent game on the defense uh you know with with you know five total tackles. Uh but man, I mean that, I mean, it was, that was it, man. You know, you know, Jakeen Grant lost the fumble. Brandon Jones lost the fumble. Jalen Waddle uh, uh, had a fumble and lost it. Um, I mean, we was our best receiver was Jaden Waddle or Jalen Waddle. Um, six receptions with a you know forty six yards total. The running game could not get anything done. Gaston Brown and Ahmed all could not run the ball. Um, you know. Tua did get hurt, so I'm. Uh, but I see. But I don't want to use that as an excuse because Buffalo did show up to play. No, uh, no, no. I'm not. I'm had, not saying. I, it, I'm not saying that had Tua not been injured, that you would have won. Right. I, but I do think had Tua not been injured, you wouldn't have lost. You, you guys would have at least scored. Been competitive. You guys would have at least scored. <laughs> right. I mean, but I mean, my God, man, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss together ran for I mean, ju- the two combined ran for 108 yards and three touchdowns combined. Right. I mean, you know, not to mention Stefan Diggs had a touchdown. Dawson Knox had a touchdown. Um, just Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley was running all over the field acting crazy. You know, um, you know, again, on them, Levi Wallace, you know, we uh, Jacoby Brissett through the uh interception to Levi Wallace. He ran it back for 14 total yards and Tredavious White, seven, you know, I'm sorry, nine total tackles. Um uh Greg, you know, Greg Russo 
again from the U. You know, two sacks on the day. Justin Zimmer had a sack. Uh, Teron Johnson had a sack. Uh, Micah Hyde had a sack. Matt Milano had a sack. I mean, they just ate. They just ate Brissett up. You know what I mean? And it was it was it was probably the worst I've seen the Dolphins look in a very very long time. The fact that you gave up thirty five that that you allowed Buffalo to score thirty five unanswered points. You know, the only, like I said before, the only person on the Miami defense that showed up to play was X. And I'm wondering if he's regretting signing that extension now, if he didn't decide he was going to test the free agent market now. Well, I know he still is is touting he wants out. Uh, yeah. You know, he preseason, uh, before going into the season, he requested a trade. Um, and there was a trade on the table that involved him. That trade has not gone through yet. Um, so, and it may not, but I I know he did. He, he has said multiple times he, his goals and the way that the Miami Dolphins are being run right now are not aligning and he wants out. Right, and it, and it makes sense. Um, I mean, they did throw money his way, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but let's move on from this abysmal excuse of a game to another game that I thought was going to go one direction based on, you know, uh, <laughs> based on what we've seen last week. Um, but then again, I remembered, oh, wait, they played against the Falcons, so that's why they had such a dominant win. Um but yeah, the San Francisco 49ers did beat the Philadelphia Eagles 17 to 11. So it was kind of it was kind of close there for a little bit. Um right. you know, but I don't know when you got it I mean cuz at first, you know, they scored the field goal and then touchdown touchdown field goal and then they tried to make a comeback for the touchdown didn't really happen. Um Jimmy G had, you know, a good game, 189 yards and a touchdown. Um, really this game was one of those games that was, you can kind of, it's kind of a take it or leave it kind of game. Like it was one of those games that we thought was going to be better than what it was. And it really wasn't, you know what I mean? Like Eli Mitchell was their leading rusher with 42 yards. Uh, Debo Samuel had 93 yards on six receptions. Um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy G and George Kittle both fumbled the ball. Um, so there was, uh, you know, an issues there. Um, I mean, the defense did hold Philly to 11, like, Jalen Hurts had 190 yards, but no touchdowns. Uh, he now he did have a rushing touchdown, and he was also their lead rusher over uh, Miles Sanders um, with 82 yards. Um, here's a weird stat for you. I think Quez Quiz. I want to say that's his name. Quiz Watkins. Quez Watkins. Yeah. Two two receptions for 117 yards. Like wow. Like I dude, mean that's dude yeah. was putting them burners on. He was man. Um, but yeah, again, this was one of those games where there was really nothing like big or major to, you know, talk about. I mean, it was literally a game where it could have went and the, and the, and the, and the statistics, the total yards between Philadelphia, like Philly, Philly had more total yards than San Francisco did. San Francisco had the more passing yards. Philly had the most rushing yards. Um, but what it came down to was Philadelphia allowed two sacks um and San Francisco held the time of possession to 34 minutes compared right. to 5 minutes and also the penalties they had eight Philadelphia had eight penalties as well 
Um, so how do you, so, so was this one of those games where, I mean, we were kind of, we, I think you and me both were kind of leaning toward the Eagles on this one. Did you go with the 49ers? Uh, yeah, no, both of us, uh, went with the 49 or went with the Eagles on this. Um, and obviously the 49ers won, uh, Roger got this right. Um, I, I, I do, it, it was a really close game. Uh, so I, I I did like that, you know, as we were saying earlier, um, those close games I really like. Right. So when they scored in the fourth, uh, you thought, huh, that maybe, maybe they might be able to make a comeback on this. But then when they scored, they only had a minute and five seconds left in the game. So it was like, I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if that's good. Cause, cause in the, cause when, cause in the fourth quarter, when it was 17 to three, I was just like, yeah, they're not coming back. They're not winning this one. And then when they, they, you know, they got the, you know, they scored the touchdown, got the, uh, got the uh, two point uh, conversion, try to get the, uh, the, the ball back with like an onside kick didn't work. Um, but yeah, this was definitely one of those games that was kind of in the middle, kind of pedestrian, you kind of was hoping that it would go one direction and it didn't. That right. being said, let's move on to the next one. The LA Rams beating the Indianapolis Colts. Excuse me. Oh goodness. Uh 27 to 24 in another very, very close game. I mean, there have been a lot of close games this week. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh yeah, uh again, another close game. Uh Matthew Stafford, 278 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, Darrell Henderson, uh, 13 rushes, 53 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup with a big game, probably the, probably the best game that he's had in a long, long time. Nine receptions, 163 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Ramsey and Troy Reader both had interceptions in this game. Um, the Colts did, Carson Wentz did look okay, 200, you know, 247 yards with a touchdown, but he did have that interception. Uh, Michael Pittman just came out of nowhere, eight receptions, 123 yards, no touchdown, but you know, it was, uh, it was there, um, you know, for the taking, he could have had at least a couple. Um, how were you feeling about this one in the closeness of this game? Uh, yeah, again, close games, <sighs> good games, uh, unless it's your team, then you just want them to blow everybody out of the water. Right. Uh, I, I did think that, uh, Sam Bradford looked really good. Uh, <clears throat> in this game, uh, Carson Wentz didn't look bad. Did you say uh, Sam Bradford? Did I? I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sam Bradford. <laughs> no, uh, Matthew Stafford. There you go. Matt, I don't know why I said Sam Bradford. I really because don't. it's the Rams. Because it's the Rams, and he and Bradford was with the Rams for so long. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, Matthew Stafford is, is who I meant. I apologize. Uh, he, he did look good. Um, and I, I guess he's, he's proven all the doubters wrong, uh, who, who said that he wouldn't win anything by leaving Detroit and going to LA. Um, but I mean, they're, they're doing pretty good right now. Right. So. And, and I think, I definitely think that now because he has a better defense in LA than he did in Detroit, that it'll definitely help him a whole lot more, and his mind can be a little bit more at ease. Although in this game, it did scare the hell out of him for for a little while, um, you know, because they were going they were going back and forth. I mean, 
you know, first it was seven to nothing, seven to three, ten to three, ten to six, seventeen to six, and we thought it was seventeen to six in the third. You're like, okay, cool. Then they scored a touchdown. Then they scored a touchdown. Then a field goal, and then it's like, oh shit, they're back in this game. It's 24-24 in in the late stages of the fourth quarter, and then right. you know, um, you know, Matt Matt Gay hit the uh, the field goal uh, at the end of the game. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a uh, a big shift in momentum. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, they're they're two and zero, uh, and they look pretty good. And Indianapolis, unfortunately, is still they still can't find their their place. Unfortunately, with uh, Carson Wentz, uh, even Jacob Eason came in there and uh, uh, you know he only threw for twenty five yards, but he also threw the interception. It's like, man, you gotta you gotta do a better job of that, man. Um, yeah, uh, and then we'll we'll see how well the uh, the Colts do uh, this week knowing that their starting quarterback may not be Carson Wentz. Right, exactly. So we move on from that game to the Las Vegas Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I was prisoner of the moment. I figured, okay, Pittsburgh beat Buffalo. Therefore, maybe they're back in the swing of things. Maybe this is going to be something good. But nope, the Raiders did did end up beating the Steelers 26-17 in another very good, very close game. Um, it was, you know, very close there for a while, uh, you know, 23, 17, you know, 23, 17, but then they kicked the field goal at the very end and, uh, um, you know, did, did their deal there. Um, Derek Carr, man, I think Derek Carr is pushing to try to make a case for, for MVP in a sense, because I mean, he, he wants to get back at that MVP caliber level that he was before his, uh, leg injury, 382 yards for two touchdowns. Um, Henry Ruggs, the third, five receptions, 113 yards and a touchdown. He also threw another one to Foster, uh, Foster Monroe, uh, Maru, Moreau. I, I, I can't, I can't read or speak French. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, Trayvon Mullen also had the interception. Um, Solomon Thomas with two tap, uh, two sacks in this game. Um, and then you also look at, you know, Ben Roethlisberger didn't have a bad game, you know, 295 for a touchdown, but he did throw that interception. Um, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster with the rare carry of a rush and ended up scoring a rushing touchdown. And in the complete opposite, uh, Najee Harris, five receptions, 43 yards and a touchdown. Um, not to mention uh, Deontay Johnson had nine receptions and 105 yards. Um, right. You know. Uh, but uh, not to throw excuses out there, T.J. Watt did go down with an injury. That is true. He did go down with an injury. Uh, but he did force a fumble and have a sack in this game. So therefore, you know, he he did good. But also, Melvin Ingram, Melvin Ingram also had a sack, um, and a couple of other ones. Um, you know, they had he has a pretty good. Um, Cameron Haywood, you know, two sack, uh, you know, tackle for a loss. Terrell Edmonds, the same thing. Um, but yeah, um, did they say how bad his injury is? Uh, it was it's some kind of growing injury. Okay, so. Okay. Uh, it they don't say that he isn't going to play this week, but they don't say he is going to play this week. So he's questionable, pretty much. Right. Um. So is Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Uh. So there's that. Yeah. Uh. Ben is is dealing with a, a pectoral issue. Right. Um. You wanted me because my God, man, Ben Roethlisberger's been in this game since 2004 um and i know a lot of people say well tom brady's been in it longer than ben roethlisberger has yeah but let's be honest tom brady hadn't got his bell rung as many times as 
Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger is a bigger is a big boy. You know he, you know he's he's like very very grizzled a veteran if you if you want to say right. that. I um, mean just that he was only sacked two times, but he was hit ten times by the Raiders. Right. So I mean Tom Brady usually doesn't get hit ten times in a season. Right. Because because they're so good at protecting him, you know, it's um, it's it's not really that they're so good at protecting him. He's just so quick to release the ball, right? Uh, where Ben, he will stand in the pocket and take the hit. Where Brady is just like, oh shit, here they come! All right, you know, there it is. You know, we're right. gonna throw this. We're gonna throw this out of bounds, or you know. We're going to try to make this play right here to this guy. Right. But nevertheless, though, I mean, yeah, Raiders are 2-0, and and uh, it's looking pretty good for them. Um, the next game, the Cincinnati Bengals. Damn it, Joe Burrow. Why you got to do I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, Cincinnati and Chicago. Chicago wins this game 20-17. to um, Pretty, you know, pr- you know, they, you know they, the Bengals try to come back and make a game of it. Um, you know, um, uh, Joe Burrow did have, uh, he had a, uh, no, he didn't really have that good. I mean, he was 207 yards and two touchdowns, but he threw three interceptions. You know what I mean? He had a touchdown pass to T Higgins and Jamar Chase. Um, but T Higgins also dropped the pass. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, shout out to Von Bell, uh, from, from, uh, Ridgeland alum. Uh, he had, he had the, uh, most number he had six tackles in the game, uh, tackle for a loss, and he also had a pass def- uh, defend. So good for him. Uh, Trey Hendrickson had one and a half sacks in this game. Um, so they definitely had some good play from the Bengals side. But Chicago, Andy Dalton, I believe he got. Did he get hurt in this game? If I'm not mistaken, uh, I, I believe or he he, he did. got pulled. I th- well, he got hurt or he got pulled because Justin Fields came in. Uh, only threw for sixty yards, but he, and he man, he had that interception though. That yeah, I think that's but, what hurt him. But that team, I don't know. There's something about the way that team looks. So it, it looks a little more dynamic with uh Fields under center than it does with Dalton under center. Right. Uh, it, it just seems I don't know. It's it's like the team wants to play with fields more than they want to play with um, Dalton Dalton. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I mean, but, but the defense, I think finally stepped up Angelo Blackson, uh, uh, Roquan Smith and uh, Jalen Johnson all had interceptions in this game. Uh, Smith actually ran it back. Uh, 53 yards, um, you know, and play. I mean, he had a good game too, man. Eight tackles, a sack, a sack for a loss. Um, you know, he definitely, you know, came to play. Um, Khalil Mack did have a sack, so, you know, he did have his presence there on the field. Um, you know, it's just, I mean, it was like, like, since, see, here's the thing, like Cincinnati, you know, beat him in total yards and passing yards. Um, but, you know, that rushing attack from Chicago definitely was what, you know, helped him out the most. And the fact that Cincinnati had more fumble, had a fumble loss, and more and more, and they, they allowed four sacks. Um, 
you know, which is so strange because Chicago had more penalties than Cincinnati did. So, if, so they were able to overcome the penalties, but you got to be careful with that. Cause if you, you know, you get too many penalties and you lose too many yards, it's like, okay, it's the loss of yards. You know, you, you got to be careful with that because a lot of times, you know, then penalties do add up, you know, and it's like, man, you know, you could have missed out on an opportunity to score more. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So we're going to move on from that game to another game. That is, uh, you know, it was closer than a lot of people thought that it was going to be. Um, but the Cleveland Browns did beat the Houston Texans 31-21. to And this yes. game was a close game, man. Uh, I think the only quarter in which you guys didn't really look good was the third because you guys went scoreless in the third quarter and Cleveland got 10, 10 points total in the third. Um, <clears throat> but that being said, though, I mean, I mean, it was a good, good game. Um, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> Once again, okay, this computer's running slow. Thank you. Uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor, you know, you know, 20, 125 yards and a touchdown. Davis Mills actually came in and had a good showing for 102 yards and a touchdown. Um, Tyrod also with a rusher with a rushing touchdown. Uh, Brendan Cook, seven receptions, 78 uh, yards and I'm sorry, nine receptions, 78 yards and a touchdown. Uh, also, Philip Lindsay with a 22 yard uh, uh, re- touchdown reception. Um, uh, you know, Justin Reed with uh, with an interception. Um, so, you know, so, so the, the Houston Texans did play their heart out in this game. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, for, for the Browns, 213 yards in a touchdown. Nick Chubb ran all over the field, 11 carries for 95 yards in a touchdown. Um, Baker Mayfield also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, uh, Andy, uh, Jonovich, I want to say it's how it is, uh, with, with a, with a goal line touchdown. Kareem Hunt actually ran for 51 yards as well. Um, Dimitri, uh, Fletcher with, with a touchdown, um, no real sign of, uh, Odell Beckham in this game though. Um, but you know, and then, and then Mal- of course, Malcolm Smith well, also had an interception. Yeah. Um, uh, o- Odell Beckham, he, uh, he didn't play this game. Right. Uh, um, he, he was on the sideline and, uh, they're not saying that he's injured. They're just saying he's not playing <laughs> playing yeah right um, so did tyrod go down with an injury because i'm noticing that i mean they have some pretty similar stats or did they do that deal where there's like quarterback by committee or whatever no tyrod did go down with uh an injury um on the 15 yard run where he scored the touchdown uh if you go back and watch it you see he's got this burst of speed and as he gets to uh maybe three or four yards from the goal line you see him pull up and just kind of walk in um and he has a hamstring injury uh he's been placed on ir he'll be out for the next three to four weeks with that hamstring injury okay um so 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 basically davis mills is going to be the one who takes the reins for you guys exactly uh because we we all know that deshaun watson's not suiting up for the texans or probably any team this season at all right um so yeah that third quarter you were you were talking about uh that was the quarter that davis mills came in uh and i think he was just kind of trying to find his footing because if you notice late in the third quarter early in the fourth quarter his his numbers start picking up and everything it's he he was getting into a, a rhythm 
uh it'll be interesting to see how he does this this thursday or today um on the the thursday night game all right so let's jump on to the very next game uh this is a game that i honestly thought it legit was going to go the other way um it's the carolina panthers and the new orleans saints carolina with the with the with i think possibly an upset 26 to 7 um the saints didn't yeah. score until the the saints didn't score until the third quarter of this game you know like i mean cuz they had this blowout game versus the green bay packers and then Jameis winston goes and <laughs> 111 yards and two interceptions you know he also was their lead rusher with 19 rushing yards and a touchdown i mean literally i mean little jordan humphrey was the was the only had 27 receiving yards. Alvin Kamara had his. I mean, Alvin Kamara didn't even have a good game, man. Eight carries for five yards. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened to the uh, the Saints. They looked amazing in Week One when they dominated the Green Bay Packers, and then Week Two it was a role reversal and. The Carolina Panthers dominated the the New Orleans Saints. It's just like, what the hell? Where did everybody go? This what was... happened to that team <laughs> that, you know, just the previous week did all this? Yeah, we're in bizarro world, JR. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold, 305 yards for two touchdowns. He did throw an interception, though. Christian McCaffrey, 24 carries, 72 yards and a touchdown. DJ Moore, Eight receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Zach Zilstra, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, 44 uh, yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, just, you know, Justin Burris and uh, J.C. Horn, shout, shout out to Joe Horn. Uh, you know, they uh, he had an interception. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's his first interception of his career, I believe, uh, for this uh, particular one. I believe one. so. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, so, yeah, this was definitely a game where Carolina showed up and showed out there 2-0 and in this – now – I know it's it's early in the season, but I can see Carolina possibly being a contender if they keep on going down the path that they're going down. Of course, you still have to, you know, you still have to, you know, play, you know, Tampa Bay twice this season. So, you know, that's one there. And I think they got another they got, they got a couple of good games coming up where they I think their their merit will be tested. Um yeah. So, we will definitely see where it goes from there. Um yeah, just a very, very, very disappointing um, outing by the uh, New Orleans Saints. Was very, very disappointed by this game. Yeah, I, again, like I said, I don't know where the Saints from week one went. From you know, in seven days, right? I mean, they were. I mean, they were up seventeen to nothing going into the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. What the hell, you know? But that being said, let's move on to the very next game on the docket. And it is this game was a barn burner. This game was a very, very close, very, very highly contested game. The Arizona Cardinals, the two and no now Arizona Cardinals, um, defeating the Minnesota Vikings 34 to 33. This game was a nail biter. This game was, this game literally came down to the wire. Like it was literally one of those games where you where you legitimately you did not know who was going to win this game until the final buzzer. Um, 
you know, Kirk Cousins had a good showing for Minnesota, you know, 244 yards and three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook ran all over the field, 22 uh, carries on 134 yards. Um, you know, uh, KJ Osborne, five receptions, 91 yards and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson had a, had a touchdown. Adam Thielen had a touchdown. Uh, I mean, you know, Nick Virgil and Xavier Woods, not the wrestler, the football player had a touchdown. Um, you know, you know, Daniel Hunter with three sacks on the night, um, you know, Minnesota came to play. Kyler Murray, man, 400 yards and three touchdowns. Now he did have those two interceptions, but he had 400 yards. He also ran for a touchdown with 31 yards attempted. Uh, you know, Rondell Moore, you know, seven receptions for 114 yards and a touchdown. Max uh, Williams, seven receptions for 94 yards. D-Hop had a touchdown. A.J. Green had a touchdown. Uh, Christian Kirk, you know, he did contribute with three receptions at, 60, at 65 yards. Um, you know, you know, Marcus Golden and Isaiah uh, Simmons both had forced fumbles in this game. Um like they really, really stepped. Like it literally, Bubba. This was one of those games where I didn't. It might sound weird. I didn't want this game to end. I was having too much fun watching the highlights of this game. So I was like, "Oh wait, that's that, that's not it, right? Like, there's got to be more to it, right?" Right. Uh, I, I honestly, I think this was probably the the best game of well between this and the Sunday nighter, right? Uh. I think were the best games of uh, maybe throw in the Titans Seahawks game as yeah, well. Yes, absolutely. So those would be my three top games of of week two. Right, absolutely. I mean, this game was very, very how. I mean, I, I've noticed something uh, lately because everybody's been talking about Kyler Murray. Can Kyler Murray make a case for MVP? If he keeps playing the way he is now, he can. Yeah, because uh, he had what he's had, he had four hundred yards here. He had close to four hundred yards last week. Right. Um, I mean, he's you, 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 you get the feeling that man. I mean, if Kyler keeps going on this pace, Arizona could be a very very dangerous team and probably a team that nobody wants to see in the in the postseason. Exactly. Uh, you know, and I mean, Kyler Murray has weapons all over that field that, um, he can, you know, he can throw to, uh, they got a pretty decent running back there. Kyler can make moves, uh, with his legs. So, yeah, it's, you know, he, he is got so D-Hop on one man. side and AJ Green on the other. And Christian Kirk still doing his thing. Well, I, I Max. think what helps him. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think what helps him the most is his size. Uh, where you know everybody said you know hey he's not he can't be a starting NFL quarterback because he's too small. And now I think because he's so small, he becomes more elusive because it's harder for people to tackle him. It's hard for people to find him. I mean, you behind the right. big old offensive lineman, and some people are like, oh, "Gee, how can he see over the big old offensive lineman?" <laughs> yeah, hell, he could just step to the side. Okay, there you are. Throw it up there. D hop, sixty-five yards, touchdown. Like what the fuck? But you know what? Having D hop and having AJ uh, Green and having Christian Kirk and all these other weapons at your disposal, I'm not going 
they're Kansas City, but I'm saying they got weapons, you know, and one of those weapons is still, in my opinion, a top five wide receiver in the game right now. Um, Who, uh, talking about AJ? No, I'm talking about Hop. Oh, he's the number one receiver in the league. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you, and it's your opinion. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's hard to bet against D Hop, right? Period. No, no. I mean, I, I agree. Um, uh, but we're going to move on from there to another game, which I'm honestly surprised. I'm out. I'm not surprised by the by the by the win. I'm surprised that they allowed 25 points. And what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Atlanta Falcons 48 to 25. Like, how did, why did you allow the Falcons to score 25 points? I mean, granted, I mean, didn't that, I mean, wasn't at one point it was like third stringers on the field, though? <laughs> For the Bucks, they had a lot. They do. Josh Rosen came in for a couple of snaps. Um, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You well, know. well, I'm sorry. That, that was for Atlanta. Uh, now Matt Ryan had 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, but he had them three interceptions. Uh, Cordero Patterson ran for 11 yards and got a touchdown. Um, Kyle Pitts probably had his best game. Uh, five receptions with 73 yards. Calvin Ridley had 63 yards and touchdown. Cordero Patterson 58 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, they they did have some, you know, good play. Uh, Deion Jones and Dante Fowler Jr. and Marlon Davidson had all had sacks. But then you look at the Buccaneers. Tom freaking Brady, 276 yards, five touchdowns. Leonard Fournette had 52 yards rushing. Uh, I mean, my God, Mike, Mike Evans, 75, five receptions, 75 yards, a touchdown. Chris Godwin, four receptions, 40, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Evans had two touchdowns, sorry. Gronk had 39 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, they were throwing it all up. Brady could do no wrong in this game. Now, he did lose a fumble, but he lost a fumble. Um, it happens. Uh, you know, Mike Edwards had two interceptions in this game. Um, uh, 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 Shaq Barrett had an interception also. Um, just man, it was just it was just they they beat the living hell out of the Atlanta Falcons in this game. And it didn't help the fact that uh Ryan suck up, you know, you know, he didn't have to kick a field goal. He didn't need to kick a field goal in this game. Um he 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 scored he was six of seven of extra points, if that tells you anything. Exactly. Um but yeah, so this game <laughs> They had Blaine Gabbard in for a couple of games. I think they brought Blaine Gabbard in just to give Tom Brady a, a break for for a series and be like, "I right, he'll be fine. Just don't worry about it." Right uh, now, with with this, uh, Tom Brady has or Gronk now has a hundred and two uh, touchdowns from Tom Brady. Yep, at, and it's eighty seven straight games that Tom Brady has thrown. A touchdown, <laughs> Jesus man, that that is so, that is so crazy, you know. Um, and, and I don't know, and I know it's it's Tom Brady. Everyone wants to everyone wants to throw out the, you know, well, Tom Brady's the goat. Maybe and may, you know what? Maybe he is. I don't know, but you know, you got to have good players around you to you know do it. I mean, you and when you got players like Gronk and Evans no, and Godwin. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you said that. I'm just saying in general, people. Yeah. You know, 
Um, uh, no, I, I want to retract my, my previous statement. Okay. Uh, Tom Brady has thrown 102 touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski, and he's thrown at least one touchdown to 87 other players. My God. Not 87 games in a row. 87 other players. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) That's that's, that's still crazy. It's still a crazy stat whether you look at it or not. All right. So we go from that game to a game that was – that a lot of people are saying probably was game of the week. Um, it was it was, it was between this game of uh, the Sunday nighter and the uh, the game uh, between Minnesota and Arizona. But yeah, the Tennessee Titans and the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of people thought, well, the Seahawks are going to mop the floor with them because of how bad Arizona beat Tennessee the week prior. Into overtime, Tennessee wins 33-30 to in overtime. This game was complete and utter bonker sauce. Um, it's so strange because it literally, like, at halftime, the score was 24-9. to And I said to myself, there's no way Tennessee's going to come back and win this game. That like I mean right. you you kind of already just wrote them off saying oh yeah they're not, they're not going to win this game no 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 way no way no how right oh but let's look at the statistics for this one now Ryan Tannehill three hundred and forty seven yards no touchdowns or interceptions though but man they find D- Derrick Henry man thirty five carries one hundred and eighty two yards and three trips to the end zone. Julio had a nice game with six receptions and 128 yards. Probably the best game that Julio's had in a long time, even going back into his uh, days playing with Atlanta. Even Derrick Henry had six receptions and 55 yards on top of that. Uh, now, Tannehill did lose a fumble, um, so that, you know, that did cost them. Um, you know, uh, you know, but they, they did, you know, play good defense and things of that nature at least the second half of the game. Well, not so much the first part, but definitely the second part. Russell Wilson had his numbers, 343 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Chris Carson ran for 31 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Tyler Lockett, my God, man. That's something else, too, that I want to get out here. Why is Tyler Lockett not considered among the best wide receivers in the game right now? Eight receptions for 178 yards and a touchdown. Like, every single time we talk about the Seattle Seahawks, we always talk about how good Russell Wilson is, and we always throw a little love to DK Metcalf. No one's giving Tyler Lockett any love, man. This dude is good. I don't know if it's because he's not he 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 doesn't have a big personality or he does not a he didn't go to a big school. Like I don't know what it is, but you know Tyler Lockett deserves to be at least in the conversation of one of the best wide out, at least in the, in the a discussion in the top ten right now. Just based on his statistics alone, he should be in that category. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I and don't also know why he's not. <laughs> Yeah, and then Freddie Swan also had uh, five receptions for uh, 95 yards and also a touchdown. Bobby Wagner had a sack. Al Woods had a sack. Um, Alton Robinson had a sack. Like, I mean, they really did put the hurt on them especially. But, man, overtime games, man, it comes down to the wire every time, man. And, you know, they you know um, they kicked that field goal at the very last uh, in overtime and um, – it's just one of those things, man. Like it, and we can go on a whole nother tangent about the, 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 the damn overtime rules and things of that nature. 
you know, oh, if you make a field goal, the other team gets an opportunity, but if you score a touchdown, the game is over. Like, why not just play the whole fucking 15 minutes and whoever's in the lead after that is the winner? Like, why does it have to be determined by a touchdown or whatever? You know what I mean? Just Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because the, the, about the, it. the more that I talk about it, the more I'm like, you know, because because back in the day, all you had to do was kick a field goal and that was it. You, the other team didn't even get a chance to get on the field. You know, that's why the the uh, the 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 coin toss was so important for overtime. And it's like, no, we could do a coin toss, but we got 15 minutes, one more quarter, and let's just see what the hell happens. You know what I mean? But right. you know, but 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 that's that, that's different. That's a different story. Um, that being said, though, let's move on to the very next one. Um, another game that, uh, let's see, for lack of a better term, like it was a game that was close. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised. I mean, I picked Dallas to win. I think, I think, I think, all, did all of us pick Dallas to win? We all did. Right. Um, Dallas, you know, he, they came out hot in the first half, in the first quarter, scoring 14 to three, um, you know, trying to make a game of it. Um, you know, it was uh, 14 to 11 going into the half. Um, you know, then. They literally just traded field goals back and forth with each other um, afterwards. Uh, you know, Dak had a good showing, 237 yards, but he needed to throw that interception. Tony Pollard, 109 yards and a touchdown. Zeke had 71 yards and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb was the best receiver that they had uh, at eight receptions and 81 yards. Uh, but uh, DeMonte uh, Kazi, Kazi, I want to say that's how it's pronounced, and uh, Trayvon Diggs had, uh, and both of them guys had interceptions. Uh, Leighton Van Etch had a, had a sack. Uh, Mika Parsons, the rookie out of Penn State, uh, I believe that's his first sack of the season in this game. Um, so he definitely came to play. Uh, now, now, Justin Herbert did have good yards as far as his yards go, 338 yards and a touchdown. But, man, he threw them two interceptions. And I think that's what hurt him a lot was – Justin Herbert's inconsistency, I think. Uh, Keenan, yeah. but but I mean, my, my God, man, Keenan Allen four receptions for 108 yards. Mike Williams with uh, seven receptions with 91 yards. Austin Eckler actually led the team in receptions with nine receptions, um, but he only had 61 yards to, to, to show for it. Um, Jared Cook didn't really have that big of a showing. Um, you know, three receptions with 28 yards. Um, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. was the only. My God, Asante Samuel Jr. Wow. <laughs> I watched his daddy play in New England. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, um, he had he had an interception. God, I feel old. Um, but yeah, I mean, this game was this game was pretty decent. I know you're not a big Cowboys fan, but what was your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I thought it was a good game. You know, uh, obviously, fuck the Cowboys, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I thought it was a good game. Um, definitely, you know, the the Cowboys did what they had to do but man they got to do more than just kick field goals right there's the that's the kicker yeah well i mean <laughs> yeah the kicker that's funny um now now they did outrush uh, rush them um by 103 yards you know 198 to 95 in terms of rushing um you know i do think that if I, and some people think that this team runs through dak um i still think dak is hesitant to do more than what he's doing because of the injury, and I think he's still hesitant because he's worried about getting hurt again. Uh, I can see that, but 
the team still runs through Dak 100%. Right. There's there's no way that team doesn't run through Dak. Yeah. Uh you know, um I still Mike McCarthy uh, he's got to do better with Zeke uh to get him going more um but we know that he doesn't really care for running backs. Uh but I mean, we know that if you get the run game going, then uh, it it frees up and makes it easier for your quarterback to a do play action, uh, b to be able to do you know better screen passes, uh, even pass the ball better. Because less people are focused directly on him, and you know they're they're having to take their focus from the quarterback and split it between the running back and the quarterback. Right. Um, and, and again, man, this I mean, it, no, this 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 game was a game that we honestly thought, like, man, this is uh, <laughs> this is going to be a game that where it's like, okay, either the Cowboys are going to you know, actually win and show that they can actually do good in this league or the damn, <laughs> the damn uh, Chargers are just going to like show everybody, hey, like we're the new kings in town in the AFC West or whatever. And unfortunately, right. you know, a lot, of course, the, the early happened. So, but we'll definitely go with, you know, we'll see, we'll see what it, where it goes from here if the Cowboys can maintain. But nevertheless, let's move on to the Sunday nighter. Man, this game was bonkers dude this game was insane the ravens pulled out the win against the kansas city chiefs 36 to 35 again like it was a close game by one point they i mean i mean first it was tied at seven then it was tied at 14 um they made a game of it man it was 35 to 24 at one point then 35 30 at one point i mean it literally i mean and the statistics alone in this game were just Pat my homeboy, 34, uh, I'm sorry, um, 343 yards with three touchdowns, but he had that interception. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, you know, with only 46 yards to speak of, and, man, he had that fumble. That was his – that was the downfall, I think, is when he had that fumble, man. But, my God. Oh, that fumble is what cost them the game. I, I, absolutely. You know, Travis Kelsey, seven receptions, 109 yards and a touchdown. Um, Byron Pringle, uh, uh, 63 yards and a touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, 46 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tyreek didn't really have that big of a game, though. Three receptions for 14 yards. Maybe they were more relying more on tight ends and practice and, and different things like that. Tyron Matthew, shout out Tyron Matthew. Two interceptions in this game. Uh, Swartzen had a, uh, a, a sack in this game as well. Uh, then you go and you look over at uh, the Ravens' side. The Ravens. But statistically, the Ravens should not have won this game. Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson had 239 yards and a touchdown, uh, but two interceptions. But he ran also for 107 yards and two touchdowns. Um, right. And also um, uh, Latavius uh, Murray also had a touchdown with 36 yards. Uh, Tyson Williams with 77 yards rushing. Um, Hollywood Brown, six receptions, 113 yards and a touchdown. Um you know, so they definitely did have some key pieces. Uh, uh, Tavon Young with the interception. So, yeah, so they definitely had, uh, you know, by all accounts, they should not have won this game. And literally, like what we talked about earlier, it was literally a game 
here's a here's a statistic that could, that's going to blow your mind. The Kansas City Chiefs' rushing yards total as a team was sixty two yards. Good lord, that's ba- crazy. Baltimore's was two hundred and fifty one. They literally ran all over Kansas City. Their rush defense was literally non-existent for this game. Maybe other teams should look at that and say, okay, if Baltimore can do it, why don't we try that? Exactly, exactly. And what say? Go ahead. Not to say that every team can do that, because not every team, you know, has... A running back like Lamar Jackson, right? <laughs> or and, and, right? And the thing about it is, though, is that I mean, we 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 talked about this last week. Is Lamar Jackson doing too much? You know, because if if you here's the, here's the only way that I can describe Lamar Jackson to anybody who's never heard. If you ask me to describe Lamar Jackson, here's the best way I can describe Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is Michael Vick in Steve McNair's body. Yeah, that's how that's how I look at Lamar Jackson. Like he is, he's got a little bit of Vince Young in him, in a sense. Um, you know, almost maybe a, maybe almost like a Steve Young in a sense because he was he's able to. But he can. People say, oh well, he can't read defenses good, or he can bullshit. He can't. He can still dissect the defense if given the opportunity. Um, but you know, in this day and age, defenses are disguised a whole lot uh, more today than they used to be in the past. Um, oh, it was yeah, easy to pick, it was easy to pick apart a defense back then, and very few quarterbacks have that ability, like Tom Brady or, um, you know, like I mean we, Peyton Manning with his fucking gigantic brain head, um, you know. But yeah, man, I mean this game was a game that I legitimately thought, okay, Kansas City. I mean it's going to be a close game, but Kansas City is going to plug. But I was not expecting Baltimore to win this one. Uh no, uh actually, all three of us picked Kansas City to win. Yeah. Uh. And I think probably most everybody picked Kansas City to win this game. Right. So if you bet on GM uh, MGM Sportsbook, you probably got some got a pretty good penny off this game. Right. But nevertheless, let's go to the Monday night game: the Packers and the Lions. Uh, the Packers thirty-five, the Lions seventeen. I went with the Lions. I figured, okay, the Packers. I, the only reason why I went with the Lions was because they had a good showing against the 49ers. The Packers yes. had an abysmal showing against the, the New Orleans Saints. And yes. I literally had the belief that Aaron Rodgers simply did not give a flying fuck about this team. Did not care at all. And then he goes out and throws 255 yards and four touchdowns. You know, um, right. Aaron Jones had 67 yards and a touchdown. Um uh, Devontae Adams, again, another top five wide receiver in this league. Eight receptions, 121 yards. Um, uh, Robert uh, Tanyan, uh, I believe that's how it's pronounced, Tanyan, I want to say. Uh, 52 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones, here, see, this is what I'm saying. Aaron Jones had a freaking phenomenal game passing and rushing. Three of Aaron Rodgers' four touchdowns were to Aaron Jones. Six receptions with uh, uh, 48 yards and three touchdowns. Um, you know, and also... Uh, uh, Devondre Campbell with an interception. Uh, he actually had 13 total tackles in this game, so he definitely came to play. Uh, um, but also, then you also look at the Lions. Jared Goff was serviceable, 246 yards and two touchdowns, but he did have that interception. Um, uh, TJ Hawkinson, um, you know, eight receptions, six, six yards and a touchdown. Uh, 
Quintez Sephiris. Uh, I want to say that's how his last name is pronounced. Uh, 60, uh, maybe. Yeah, 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, but Jared Goff did have two fumbles and lost one of them. So that's, you know, that's that one. Um, you know, so they definitely had some struggles in this game. I was not expecting again, like I mean, I was I was thinking Detroit could pull off the upset because it would be considered an upset. I wasn't expecting Aaron Rodgers to play the way that he played because I legit thought he was gonna say, fuck everybody here because I don't want to be here. Kind of deal. Right. Yeah, that's that's where I thought uh, you know, because he I mean, he actually played absolutely terrible in week one, and then he comes back in week two and he's like Oh, let me show y'all who I really am. Right. But then again, you played against the Detroit Lions. Now, granted, the Detroit Lions have gotten a little bit better, but they're still the Detroit Lions. No one's expecting the Detroit Lions to go anywhere this season, and you beat them by 14 points. But at the same time, like, I'm sorry, not 14 points. I apologize. You beat them by, um, damn, man, I got to do math. Uh, <laughs> you, you beat them by, uh, let's see, that's three, carry the one. 17 points. There you go. So you know, you win by 17, 18 points. And, you know, like it was like that you were supposed to beat them. You know what I mean? You're Aaron Rodgers. You're supposed to beat the the, the Detroit Lions. You know, your team exactly. is supposed to win. Um, So, yeah. Um, So I, 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 I was going to ask this question. You already kind of answered it. I was going to go with, you know, which game did we think was the best games of the week? I think we I think we can agree. uh uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Titans and the Seahawks, and the Vikings and the Cardinals were the three best games of the week. Yes, yeah, yes. I, I definitely would go there. Right, uh, uh, a um, uh, honorable mention to uh, L.A. and uh, Indianapolis. I thought that was also a very good close game, and also New York Washington. That was also another very good close game. That was man, the Thursday night games this year have been good so far. You know, in previous years, the Thursday nighters like, and eh, that's just a throwaway game, a division game between two either two nobody teams or whatever. Um, but yeah, I definitely think this one. Now, before we go to uh, week three, we need to uh, do the power rankings of this week. And I'm not going to go through the whole 32. I'm just going to go through the top 10. And I do not agree with this so far. I already kind of looked beforehand. Here we go. All right. At number 10, the Arizona Cardinals, who moved up four spots to get to number 10. At number nine, the Seattle Seahawks, who dropped down five spots to number nine. Okay, at number at number eight, the Cleveland Browns. They're still at number eight. They have not moved at all. It's like they are staying at number eight. That's kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah. At number seven, bumping up two spaces, the San Francisco 49ers. This is the part where it starts to get a little bit of fuckery. Okay. At number six, jumping six spots, the Green Bay Packers. At number five, jumping up one spot is the Buffalo Bills. At number four, after winning a game, they drop down one to number four, the L.A. Rams. At number three, jumping up four spots, the Baltimore Ravens. And I can kind of understand why they bolted them so high because they did beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. But in my opinion, Kansas City... Is Kansas City still at number two? Tampa Bay still at number one. Okay, so but why didn't Kansas City drop? Thank you. That's what was going to be a question. For, for losing, 
Um, you could say moral victory all you want to, and I guess because it was such a close game that they were like, I oh, will give them the moral victory, we'll just leave them where they are. You can at least put Baltimore ahead of them, you know, but at the, uh, but, but at the same I don't, time, I don't know like, if you can put Baltimore ahead of them because look at the look at week one game, uh, Kansas City and Cleveland. That right. was a barn burner. That was a close game, yes. And then the next game, uh, Baltimore and Kansas City, that was another barn burner. Right. Um, and they only lost by uh, one. one point. Yeah. Yeah. One, one point. Right. So I, I would have maybe dropped them to three and see, because I they I only I lost what... by one. I don't but, see why LA dropped because they won against a, a good team against Indianapolis and they won that game. Like I don't understand how any of of this this power ranking shit happens because it's it's just like 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 in this you're just kind of befumbled you're like what the, what the fuck? Right. And considering how Buffalo so. just completely creamed the Miami Dolphins you know, a team that's got playoff, you know, aspirations, you figured Buffalo would jump back into the top, you know, at least. I mean, they're in the top five, but you figured they'd be a little bit higher than what they were. I don't think L.A. should have went down, my opinion. L.A. should not have went down. Um, I definitely don't think Green Bay should jump up. Should jump. Six spots? Are you freaking kidding me? Green Bay does not deserve to be jumped that over, over San Francisco? Over Cleveland, okay. so over Vegas. Uh, okay, I, I'm <laughs> right there with you, 100 right there with you. So you, you got to look. There's seven undefeated teams in the league right now. Yes. Okay. The Raiders, the Broncos. Uh, yeah, Raiders, Broncos, Cardinals. Rams, 49ers, um, no, the, Buc- the Bucks. Oh yeah, uh, Carolina and and the Bucks. Right. Um, and there's seven winless teams in the NFL right now. Now we've only played two weeks, but the Colts, the Jags, the Jets, the Vikings. The Lions, the Falcons, and the Giants are all winless. Right. Okay. Uh, I would say that if we're if we're going to talk power rankings, I think your seven undefeated teams should be your top seven teams. Period. Right, I, I, they've I not, agree. they've literally not lost. Uh, you take your last season's Super Bowl champion, which are the Green Bay, or I mean the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. They won the Super Bowl, so they should have started the season at number one. Uh, they've not lost a game, so they they remain at number one, and then you filter in the other six undefeated teams. Based on performance, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, but 
there's a whole algorithm of bullshit that they go through, uh, a strength of schedule, how well the quarterback played, how well the coach coached. It's just all kinds of, of weird shit that they put in to say what team is, you know, literally the best team. But I digress. It's way above our pay grade. It is. And as far as our teams go, uh, Rodgers, Denver Broncos jumped from 16 to 13, so they went up three spots. Okay. Uh, ah, son of a bitch. My Miami Dolphins dropped nine spots from 13 to 22. Okay. And the Houston Texans went up a spot from 29 to 28. Okay. So there you go. Uh, I, I, I can see it was a close game. Um, I, I do think that had Tyrod Taylor not gotten injured, there there's a huge possibility that we could have won that game. Right. Uh, but, again, that's a, a, a what-if scenario. So, you know, I mean, we had three players, three key players go down with injury. Tyrod Taylor, our starting quarterback, uh, Nico Collins, one of our wide receivers, and Justin Reed, uh, arguably the heart and soul of our defense right now. Right. Um, um, so, incidentally, uh, well, Miami, you know, dropped nine, but there was another team that also dropped nine. Uh, the New Orleans Saints went from 10 to 19. Um, so, there you go. There's that one. Um, the biggest, the, the biggest jump was the Carolina Panthers jumping from 25 to 18. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so there's one for you. Tennessee's going back up. They were at 20, and now they're at 16. Um, LA's dropped from 11 to 14. So, yeah, so uh, the Raiders jumped seven spots from 8 to 11, or 18 to 11. So the Raiders are in that mix, too. Um, but like I said before, I, I, I don't agree with this week's power rankings. I feel like a lot of it, again, like I don't understand why – the Green Bay Packers because they beat the freaking Detroit Lions, the 31st ranked team that automatically jumps them straight back into the top 10. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me, but whatever. Um, so now with let's that go. Being, yeah. Week three. Say, with that being said, let's, let's bump on to our week three predictions. We're going to start with the Thursday night game. We got the Carolina Panthers versus the Houston Texans. The Texans are starting rookie quarterback Davis Mills. Uh, they will be without Tyrod Taylor for at least the next three to four weeks uh, due to a hamstring injury. Uh, they will also be without wide receiver Nico Collins for the next three to four weeks with a knee injury. Um, just want to put that out there. Uh, but I personally have the Carolina Panthers winning this game. Yeah, I think Carolina's going to win this one as well. I mean, Sam Darnold has proved that he can play good if he's got a great team and a great group of uh, good, good core group of guys around him. I definitely think that Carolina will definitely come out in this game. I mean, again, Carolina seems to be the dark horse of the NFL right now. They, a lot of people aren't looking at Carolina, and I think they're going to pull out a couple of pretty good wins, a couple of pretty good sneaky wins if you think about it. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely go with a Carolina win against Houston. Yeah. Um, uh, Roger also has Carolina pegged to to win this game. Okay. 
Uh, next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. Now, as I said earlier, uh, Carson Wentz is questionable for this game. He has two sprained ankles. Um, he <sighs> was just seen on Monday of this week um, in a boot and riding around on a scooter. He hopes to uh, have the boot off and be able to practice by um, Wednesday of this week. Um, but if he's not healthy to go, uh, by Sunday, the, the Colts have a huge, huge decision to make. Uh, I couldn't even begin to tell you who their backup quarterback is at this point. I know it was, isn't it Eason? Jacob Eason? Is it Jacob Eason? I think it is Jacob Eason. Okay. Him and I think uh, Sam Ellinger's third string, I think. Uh well Sam Ellinger's on IR right there you go. now. There so you go. Yeah, then it would be uh, Eason. Let, let's see. Just just so I'm I know we're right. Um what the Okay. Why oh uh on the fly looking up stuff. That's what we do here at Movement Radio. <laughs> right. We are professionally unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way we work. We right. we like to we like to do everything on the fly. It, it makes a lot of sense to us. That and way, it's just, and it's just more fun. <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty positive that that Ellinger is still on. IR. Did that dog to shut up? Yes, <laughs> yes, he is. So, yeah, uh, you're right. Jacob Eason is the uh, the backup there, right? Uh, but I mean, good never... lord, what? the Colts have a ton of players on IR. They there's Sam Ellinger, Desmond, uh, Patman, JJ Nelson, T. Y. Hilton. Uh, Courtney Davis, Sam uh, Tevy, Rob Windsor, Sky Moore, uh, Nick Nelson. They got a ton of players on IR right now. Man, that's crazy. Also, maybe why they're not doing so well. Right. I mean, I mean they, I mean they did keep up with the uh, LA for a little while in that game on Sunday. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, I'm, I got to go with Tennessee on this one. I think that if if Derrick Henry has a game like he had against Seattle, and I'm not saying, and I don't think Indianapolis is anywhere near the caliber of the caliber of Seattle, I think the Tennessee Titans are going to pull away with this one. I definitely see Tennessee winning this game. I don't know if it's going to be a complete blowout because I do think the Colts do, do have some uh, secrets at their disposal. Um, now, whether or not they can get those. You know, play like again. This defense is you know okay, but it's not like it's a shutdown defense. You know, I definitely think the Titans could probably run all over the field and uh, maybe you know open the field up a little bit for AJ Brown and Julio Jones. So I'm gonna go with the Titans on this one. Uh, I also went with the Titans, and uh, Roger has also gone with the Titans. There we go. So. Uh, next game up is going to be the Atlanta Falcons versus the New York Giants. Uh, 
man, I think that New York is going to win this one. Uh, I here's the thing, man. Th- this is literally one of those games where I can literally flip a coin because I don't. Not that I don't care. It's just that it's not like neither team has shown me any reason to care about them. You know what I mean? Right. Like New York had the deal, you know, Saquon Barkley's coming back, but he hasn't done anything since he's been back, you know, and people in Atlanta are excited, you know, about, you know, Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley and the whole thing, but their defense is still shit. Like it would not the surprise quarterback me. It's trash. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did throw 300 yards against Tampa Bay, but then again, well, that I mean, was all garbage he, stats because they, the, the game was pretty much out of reach by that point. Well, Matt Ryan was the passing leader in that game. Right. So. I think, see, there's a part of me that wants to go with the Falcons, just, you know, from the nostalgic standpoint, but at the same time, the Giants, you know, literally it's just two bad teams playing against each other, and it's literally like, I don't know who to pick on this one. Uh, Okay. Matter of fact, hold on a second. Heads, I go with the Falcons. Tails, I go with the Giants. All right. I'm going with the Giants. All right. Roger has also gone with the Giants on all right. this one. We're, so we're, we're, all, we're all three for we're three on this one. <laughs> three for three on this one. Um, next game up is going to be the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Um, hey, if Melvin Gordon about- can get a running game going, hey, you never know. Right, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win this one. Uh, I know they just lost to um, Baltimore, Baltimore. Uh, but it was a very close game, lost by one. Patrick Mahomes threw for 343 yards in that game. Um, and I don't think that the the Chargers' defense is as good as Baltimore's defense, if that makes sense. Right, but... I think well here's the thing though I mean could Melvin Gordon run through the 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 Chiefs line the run through the Chiefs defense I mean the way that Lamar which I don't know Lamar Jackson's a very different quarterback than Justin Herbert yes he is I I don't think that I, I don't think they're going to rely too much but I mean Keenan Allen Mike Williams I mean he's they got weapons um but Kansas City got Tyron Matthew man that's what um, I'm to, saying. You know, the honey badger. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, uh, and I'm they got go. that Sorensen kid. Yep, Sorensen's very, very good. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna go with Kansas City on this one. I, I tried to make a case for LA, but I think LA's still too young of a team to really figure out ways to win yet. You know, um, right? And I know Anthony Lynn is still a young coach in this league, and he'll 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 get. I think he'll get his opportunity soon. But yeah, for right now, I still got to go with Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Roger also has the Chiefs. Uh, we are four for four in this one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, now, uh, when we come down to that, the the Steelers do have uh, a good bit of injuries right now. Right. Um, and considering that you don't know if T.J. Watts is going to play or not. Right. Um, so, so right now, as of today, this, as of this recording today, you have Alex Highsmith, uh, Deontay Johnson, 
Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Hayden, Devin Bush, Carlos Davis, uh, TJ Watt are all questionable to play. Um, they also have Tyson Alualu. I believe uh, you. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Zach Banner, uh, Stephen Tuitt, Anthony McFarland Jr., Josh Dobbs, and uh, Demarcus AC uh, are all on IR. So, oh, wow. Questionable. I would say that they're probably going to play, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you got an aging Ben Roethlisberger, but they do got Juju Smith-Schuster. They do got a lot of good players on that team. Uh, the defense, yeah, the defense is suspect at times, but I mean, can I mean, I'm sorry, not can't see. Uh, Pittsburgh does have the tradition of being a great defensive uh, powerhouse. Um, Cincinnati, see, Cincinnati going into this game, you know, they haven't had a good, they haven't had good success in Pittsburgh. I, th- I think this is one of those games where home field advantage is definitely going to help a lot. Yes. Um, I'm leaning toward Pittsburgh to win this one. Okay. Um, Roger also has Pitt, uh, pegged to win this one. So, are you? Wh- who are you going with? You going? With, are you going with Cincinnati? I'm going. I, I, no, I I said I was going with the Steelers. I'm okay. Sorry. Okay. Make sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So we're five for five. And yes. Five. Uh, All right. Next up, we got the Chicago Bears versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns and I'm going to hit you with a stat right now Okay, about the Cleveland Browns. Quarterback Baker Mayfield leads the NFL in completion percentage through two weeks with 81.6% completion percentage. That is the highest rating a quarterback has ever had in the first two weeks in NFL history. Nice, nice. Uh, now, now it's it is only two weeks, but right, it is only two weeks. Um, it's still a stat to have, right? If I'll, t- I'll tell you this though, if Justin Fields plays for the Bears this week, um, which I think everyone kind of is, everyone assuming that Justin Fields is going to play this week, if Andy Dalton <sighs> isn't going to be, because depending on who the starting Chicago, which. I think the I think Cleveland's going to win the game regardless, but okay. if Justin Fields plays, is it going to be more of a huh? Maybe they might have a chance to pull it out, bet way better than Andy Dalton would have a chance to pull it out. Uh, it's it's possible. Um, so Andy Dalton is questionable for this game uh, with a knee injury. So uh, there is that. Uh, Eddie Goldman, the defensive tackle, is also questionable for this game. Right. I'll say this. If if Andy Dalton is injured, which it, which they're saying that he is, and Justin Fields comes in, and for whatever reason, let's just say for the sake of argument, Justin Fields balls out, has a great game. Even even if his statistics are good in a loss, you know, I think don't depend on whether or not he wins or loses the game. Just base it based on his statistics alone and the way that the offense is with him in it as opposed to Andy Dalton. If Matt Nagy, if if Justin Fields has a, has a great performance, win or lose, if he has a great performance, 
Matt Nagy, I don't think, has a, has a choice. He has to play Justin Fields. He has to give him the starting job. If he doesn't, and I'm the Bears' ownership, and I'm the G- GM, and I'm the management, I'm really considering eh, maybe Matt Nagy's not the coach we need. But, right. again, like I said before at the start of the year, Matt Nagy is on the biggest hot seat right now in the league. You know, he has to he has to get shit going in Chicago or they're just going to have to let him go. Right. Um, now, I, I will tell you, with Cleveland, Jarvis Landry has been placed on IR. Mm-hmm. Um, so that hurts them a, a good bit. Uh, offensive tackle Chris Hubbard and Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield are all questionable for this game. Right. Uh, Baker has um, a, a sore shoulder. Uh, Kevin Stefanski says it's sore but fine. So I think uh, him being questionable is just a formality. Uh, right. I'm, pos- I'm, I'm pretty positive that Baker Mayfield will play. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if OBJ plays, though. Right. Uh, yeah. With with Jarvis Landry on IR, you know, will OBJ suit up and be QB one for this game? Right. Uh, but with all that said, I still have Cleveland winning. Yeah, I got Cleveland winning as well. All right, and Roger also has the Browns winning. So we're all just agreeing on these games this week. <laughs> So far, we are, um, and I don't see it changing very much uh, until we get later in the the games. But right. uh, next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Detroit Lions. I'm not even going to try to make a case for the Lions. Um, the, the Ravens are winning this one. Yeah, Ravens are going to win this one. No doubt in my mind, the Ravens, the Ravens got this game. Yeah, uh, let me see. If the what what the injury report looks like for the Ravens at this point, um, we have a bunch of questionables. Uh, Chris 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 Westry was placed on IR. Tyree Phillips, Marcus Peters, Nick Boyle, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, J.K. Dobbins, Aaron Crawford, uh, Atari Alaka. Miles Boykin, Rashad Bateman, Jawan Jones, LJ Fort, Khalil Dorsey, Iman Marshall, and Xavier Kelly are all on his uh, IR. Um, and then we have uh, Deshaun Elliott, Brandon Williams, Dalen Hayes, Ronnie Stanley, Jimmy Smith, and Derek Wolf are all questionable. So, I mean, they get Ronnie Stanley back and they'll definitely uh boister up that running game again. Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, and then Detroit, what's their uh injury report looking like? We got Kevin Strong, Tyree Williams are both questionable. Uh, uh, Ifitu Melifun Wu? Sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm positive I butchered that young man's name. 
but I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he he has been ruled as out with a thigh injury, uh, and that's that's all they have. So, but either way, I still got Baltimore winning that one. You have Baltimore winning. You said yes. Baltimore definitely wins this one. Okay. Uh, I'm not even going to try to make a case for. I mean, I know Jared Goff's going to put up his numbers and hopefully, but I mean, come on, man. Let, let's let's be let's be realistic. I'm not saying the Lions don't have a chance, but I'm not. I'm not even saying that the Lions winning is impossible, but the Lions winning is very very unlikely to happen. So yeah, I'm definitely going with Baltimore. Okay, uh, Roger has also went with Baltimore to win that one. Um, Next game up, we got the New Orleans Saints versus the New England Patriots. Which Saints team is going to show up? That's my Uh, question. That's why I am going with New England to win this one. Yeah. Uh, That may be a hot take for some uh, but I think they they're they've just been a little more consistent in um in this game or in in the first two weeks. And also, Mac Jones has progressed a little bit more. Um, I mean, granted, I think he's playing a better defense in New Orleans than he is in New York. Then he then he played again when he played against New York. Um, I don't know. I think. See, again, man, this is one of those games where I legitimately – I, I want to know which Saints team is going to show up. Is it going to be the Saints team that blew out the the, the damn uh, Packers, or is it going to be the Saints team that <laughs> laid a damn egg against the, the Panthers? Like, which which Saints, which Saints team is going to show up? Right. Um, now, I, I, hate to, I hate to do it, but you can only go about, you know – you're only as good as your last performance, and if we're going by that logic, then I, I guess I have to go with New England on this one. I, I'm gonna go with New England and win against the Saints. Okay. Um, not Roger has gone with the Saints. Okay. Uh, he, we're different. He believes, Yay. He he believes that the Saints are, are going to to win this game, uh, and it's very possible if the Saints from Week One show up, but. I I can only go by with what have you done for me lately? And <laughs> right. They have been terrible if the saints from week two show up in gillette stadium in foxborough against the against a bill belichick coach new england patriots team oh boy they're in trouble yeah um (laughs) next up is another game i'm just not even going to try to make a case for the second team this is arizona versus jacksonville arizona's got this one arizona i mean hands down jacksonville has Huge, huge problems. Uh, I, I believe they have a coaching problem. Uh, they also have a quarterback problem. Um, <sighs> should have kept Minchu Mania, brother. He, he, they should have, but they didn't. So it is what yeah. it is. And Kyler Murray has just been just incredible this season with with D Hop, with Christian Kirk, with AJ Green, with so many other great players on that team. Not to mention their defensive step up, Chandler Jones. Dude, I'll tell you, like Chandler Jones didn't really have that big of a game this past week, but man, that week one game, man, when he had five uh, sacks in a single game, dude, I'm telling you, and I said last week, Chandler Jones, if he keeps on going down the road that he's going, he could make a case for defensive player of the year. 
Oh yeah, for sure he could. Yeah. So the yeah, opposite, but, uh, but I'm going with Arizona. Yeah, Roger's also going with Arizona on this one. Uh, next up, we got the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. Um, the, the, I think the, this is another one that I can't, I can't make too big of a case for Washington on this one. They, I've got they the Bills, have, but they do have a good defense, and man, they they got heart, man. They, I mean, mm. they really, I mean, but then again, they did struggle to beat the Giants. And let's face it, the Giants are not the best team on the planet. But then again, the Bills struggled to beat the Bills struggled against the the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers just got beat by the Raiders. Oh, but then again, I remembered. Fuck, the Buffalo Bills blew out the Miami Dolphins thirty-five nothing. And could they carry that momentum into Washington? Um, it's it's very possible. Now Washington does, as we know. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been placed on IR, uh, and Fitzpatrick has gone to say that he has zero plans to undergo undergo surgery to address his hip injury. Mm-hmm. So uh, we may not see him the rest of the season. I, that's the, I I'm know. thinking the same thing. And uh, if, but, but if that's the case, though, Taylor Heineke, if you want to be if you want to be the man in Washington, this is your shot. You got. I mean, you got to play your the probably the best game you ever played in your life because you're playing against a team who I, I honestly now that I'm thinking about it right now, I think Buffalo was a team that was pissed off that they lost to Pittsburgh and then they just took it out on Miami on, in week two, and now they're probably going to continue with the momentum against Washington. Yes, like as much uh, as I want to root for Washington in this case, I can't. I, I got to go with Buffalo to win this one. All right, uh, Roger also has the Bills pegged to win this one. Uh, now, the Bills, they they have uh, two players that are questionable. Uh, Tremont Edmonds, the, the linebacker, he uh, had some cramping in the Miami game. Drink more water. Uh, so he's questionable for this game. Uh, and then Effie Odaba. O- Odaba, yeah. You said it right, Odaba. Okay. Uh, he is also questionable for this game. Yeah, so. yeah. They that, they said that was a big, big issue. It's like, oh man, a lot of these Buffalo Bill players are are getting cramped because they're not used to the humidity here in Miami. And I'm like, they're up twenty one to nothing. What the fuck are you talking about? This is before they scored their last two touchdowns. And I'm like, oh yeah, the heat's a real factor. Shut the fuck up. But anyway, right. <laughs> but um, yeah. So are we all going with Buffalo on this one? We're all going with Buffalo on this one. Next Alrighty. up, we got the uh, the Jets versus the Broncos. Fuck the um, Jets. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, now, uh, for the Jets, uh, Mika Becton is, has been placed on IR. Jamie and Sherwood is questionable, and so is Jamison Crowder. Um, they, they are both questionable to play in this game. Um, for the Broncos, um, the linebacker Bradley Chubb is out. He is going to undergo an arthroscopic procedure on his ankle. Uh, Josie Lewell, another linebacker, uh, has been placed on IR. 
and Graham Glasgow, the guard, is questionable. Uh, I'm going to say so. this. I always say fuck the Jets. Right. But I'm actually feeling sorry for Zach Wilson because he's going to be eating turf a lot in this game. The man's already been sacked 10 times this year. Already. And now you're going against the Broncos? A defense that's led by Von Miller? Really? Bro, you don't... Man. (laughs) Not to mention the fact that their defense is going to get eaten alive. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater... I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is just a placeholder until they find a quarterback. Give Teddy Bridgewater a little bit of love and say, you know what, Teddy... You keep playing the way that you're playing, man, and you can be the future of the franchise. Maybe not the immediate, maybe 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 not the the distant future, but definitely the immediate future of the franchise if he continues to play the way that he's playing because he's been doing such a good job. Um, and then Cortland Sutton, I think he'll have another great another big game. I think. Um, but yeah, man, the Broncos are just gonna. Just, it, it, it's not even a debate at this point. The Broncos are gonna just kill the Jets. Uh, yeah, uh, both Roger and I have Denver pegged to win this one. Yep. Uh, the next game up is your Miami Dolphins versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, <sighs> be- before, before you make predictions, uh, Tua is questionable. Uh, Brian Flores has described him as day to day mm-hmm. and says that they are still running tests on his ribs to see how well he will do. Uh, will Fuller, who has been out, is expected to make his debut for the Dolphins uh, this week against the Raiders. Okay. But Jakeem Grant is questionable. Right. Um, he, he's managing a an ankle sprain. Yep. Right now, uh, that that he got during the the blowout loss to the Bills, uh, so you know, uh, it'll be good to see Will Fuller on the field for you guys. I'm I'm hoping that Tua will be able to play. I'd like to see the 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 dynamic between Tua and uh, Will Fuller. Right. Absolutely. Uh, um, now. The Raiders, uh, Derek Carr is questionable. He uh, underwent an MRI on his ankle, uh, and so we don't know if he's going to actually play or not. Um, which, which begs to differ who their backup quarterback is, because Marcus Martin. I'm about to no, say, is it, wasn't it Mariota? It's not Mariota. He's on IR. Oh God! Oh. No, 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 no! Let me think. Let me guess. It's Nathan Peterman, isn't it? It's fucking Nathan Peterman. <laughs> oh my God! Please, please start Nathan Peterman. Please, John Gruden. Please, please start Nathan Peterman. Please, X will X will have seven interceptions in this game. Please. X will have seven interceptions in the first quarter. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Um, no, you got to have a little love for me. Byron Jones is out there also. He'll get an interception. Fucking uh, hell, get Kyle. But hell, everybody get an interception. You get an interception. You get an interception. With interceptions that being, for all. 
with that being said, though, I'm going to go with Vegas to win this one. Yeah, Vegas. We can all hope uh, <laughs> for, Nathan, for Nathan Peterman start. Um, but no, nah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with um, Vegas as well. I mean, the Miami. I am so disappointed that the defense has allowed allowed 35 points, 35 unanswered points. And the Raiders right now, man, the Raiders are killing it, man. The Raiders are going to be, again, another one of those teams where you can kind of see the Raiders, you know, doing good things in the postseason. You, I, I can see them in the postseason. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I got, like, and I know there's a lot of loyalists, Miami Dolphin loyalists out there who will say, we're supposed to be ride or die for your team. Listen to me. I am a realist when it comes to my team. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, you know, they're going to be undefeated. There's going to be 72. Listen, I love my Dolphins. I'm ride or die. But I'm also a realist. And I have to, you're only as good as the last game you played. We, we lost by 35 fucking points and we scored zero. So until I see something different, I got the Raiders winning this game. No, Sorry, Matt. Uh, <laughs> Roger also has the Raiders pegged to win this one, so right. <laughs> it looks like we're all in agreement on this one. I think the only one we've differed on is the Saints Patriots game. That's the only one we've differed on so far. Yep. Uh, next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Seahawks have three players. I'm sorry, four players that are questionable. Uh, Offensive tackle Brandon Shell, wide receiver D. Eskridge, running back Rashad Panay, and defensive tackle Byron Moan uh, are all questionable. The The Vikings have placed wide receiver Bishy Johnson on yep. IR, Everson Griffin, Harrison Hand, Christian Darasol and Anthony Barr are all questionable for this game. Right. Uh, with that being said, I think the Seahawks uh, bounce back from their loss to Tennessee and they win this game and they beat the the Vikings. Yeah, I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna go with Seattle to win as well. But it's, I'll, I'll say this: I think the Seahawks are gonna win. But if the, if if Minnesota pulls out an upset, it wouldn't surprise me, because um, I do think that it, it, here's the weird thing about Minnesota. Minnesota has the talent; they 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 suck at the execution. Does that make sense? Like you, yes, like you have great talent on that team, but you for whatever reason cannot bring it together when it matters the most. Now you almost beat the Arizona Cardinals, so golf clap. But, I mean, <laughs> you're going up against a team that is, I mean, them and the Titans had a damn good game, man. Going, I mean, I legit thought, like, man, because Seattle, you know, just, just you know, had a, such a good game, um, you know, in the first half. And then they kind of let that game go get away from them, and then they end up losing in overtime. I don't know if they're going to, I think they're going to understand the, the mistakes that they made in that game. And they're going to bounce back in this game, and they're going to win against the Vikings. So, yeah, I got Seattle winning this one. All right. Uh, both Roger and I also have Seattle winning this one. Okay. So, um, next up, we got Tampa Bay versus the Rams. Uh, now, 
Um, Tampa Bay has one uh, one player that's questionable, Jaden Mickens. He's a wide receiver. I think he's like maybe second or third string. Uh, he's like he what, fifth or sixth string. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they have placed linebacker Kevin Mitten. He is is out. He was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list on Monday of this week. The Rams, uh, they only have one injury. That's Daryl Henderson Jr., the running back, and he is questionable. Um, although Coach Sean McVay has called H- Henderson's health concern a rib cartilage injury mm. and is hopeful that he will be able to practice this week. Um I, I still think that the uh, the Bucks win this game, though. I'm going to go with the upset. I think LA is going to pull out the win. I think okay. it's going to be. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be one of those games where, because every like, I mean, obviously the Bucks are not going to go undefeated. I mean, we don't think we we don't think the Bucks. Not saying they won't, but I'm just saying we don't think the Bucks will go undefeated. And I do think that. The Rams need this game more than the Buccaneers need to win this game. I think, I mean, yeah, it's nice to have a win, Bucks being three and zero and everything. But I just got this this weird gut feeling that the Rams want it more than Tampa Bay does, and it's in LA. It's Matthew Stafford's. You know, he's got he's got a big game, America's Game of the Week on Fox. Uh, you know, it's against the defending Super Bowl champions. I think this is the moment that he realizes. Okay, I'm in a spotlight that I'm not used to being in. Is he going to fold under that pressure, or is he going to rise to the occasion? And I think because he has a defense behind him that's led by Aaron Donald and and, and Jalen Ramsey, they're going to do. They're going to have a good game, and I think that it'll be good enough to beat the Bucks, even if it's just slightly. I think that they got a good enough game to, to beat the Bucks. So I'm going to go with the Rams in the upset against the Packers this week. Against the uh, uh, Bucks Buccaneers this week. I'm sorry, Packers. The next okay. game we're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Roger has the Bucks to win, so we're okay. We're we're different on we differ two. on this one. Okay, yeah, we yes. differ on two. Um, our next game is the Sunday night main event. Um, and it's the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Who, uh, all right, the, let's the, go. The, the 49ers are not the Detroit Lions. Okay. That's all I'm uh, going to say. <laughs> Green Bay has placed, uh, Zadarius Smith on IR with a, uh, back injury. Okay. Uh, Josiah DeGuara is questionable and Vernon Scott is questionable. Now we bump over to the 49ers and uh, Emmanuel Mosley is questionable. Josh Mm. Norman is questionable. Elijah Mitchell is questionable. Kevin Givens is out. Mm. Jamichael Hasty is out. Trey Sermon, questionable. Uh, Drake Greenlaw was placed on IR. And uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is out. I mean, no offense to Josh Norman, but he's been pretty much questionable since Derrick Henry stiffed on him in the next week. Well, that is true. <laughs> um, 
But with that being said, I'm going to go with the 49ers to win this one. I'm going with the 49ers to win this one too. Green Bay was supposed to beat the, the Detroit Lions. San Francisco beat the Detroit Lions, you know, but they did have some struggles. My my initial response is, oh, well, Green Bay can overcome that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, again, people are not giving San Francisco the credit that I think that they should as a good football team. They got back their players off of injury. Injuries were what kept them down last season. I think with this situation, I think that the 49ers are going to end up beating Green Bay. I'm not saying that it's not going to be a close game. I th- I definitely think it's going to be a close game, but I think the 49ers are going to pull out the victory in this one. Yeah. Uh, Roger also has the 49ers pegged to win this one. So we're, we're all in agreement on that one. Yes, sir. Uh, and the last game, this is our Monday nighter. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Eagles have placed Brandon Brooks on IR. They also put Brandon Graham on IR. Uh, so that's uh, one of their guards and one of their defensive ends. Rodney McLeod, the safety, is questionable. Zach Ertz is out. Mm. That's, that, a big, that's a big blow, though, right there. Yeah, um... Davian Taylor, a linebacker, is questionable. Uh, Then we bump over to the Cowboys. We have Amari Cooper, uh, Donovan Wilson, Ty Nakeshi are all questionable. Randy Gregory um, is out. Says that... uh, he will be back at team facilities Wednesday after missing Sunday's game with COVID-19. Hmm. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong is questionable. Carlos Watkins is questionable. So, uh, also they placed Michael Gallup on IR with a, uh, hmm. a calf injury. Yeah. So, uh, they are missing some key pieces, but we've seen what they can do while missing key pieces they almost beat tampa bay right you know uh with that being said i do think that dallas wins this game um again we have to go with what have you done for me lately and the the eagles did nothing for me this week right i definitely think that the uh the eagles Again, the Eagles are one of those teams where, like, which team am I getting? Am I getting the team that beat the shit out of the Falcons, or am I getting the team that got the shit beat out of them by – um, damn, who did they play again? Let me go back up. The the 49ers. Yeah. So, like, which team now, is going to show up? It was close with the 49ers. Yeah, it was, it was close with the 49ers, 17, yeah. But. Um, but, yeah, but I'm definitely going to go with uh, Dallas to win this one. I definitely think that um, – I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, I think Dak will, again, is Dak still hesitating? That's the one thing that bothers me is that is Dak going to hesitate? I mean, Pollard and Zeke are good, a dual threat with running. Paul, um, will um, Mike McCarthy actually allow them to be that two headed monster in a running game um, like he did this past week? Um, we'll definitely see what happens. Um, but, just for this for this, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys to win this one. 
uh, Roger also has the Cowboys to win okay. this one. So, so um, we all agree on everything except for Roger has you, the Saints, and you have and, the Rams, and I have the Rams. Yeah. So yeah. So it's going to be a pretty interesting week this upcoming week three. Um, yeah. Uh, out of all the games that we've talked about tonight, which which three games? I will. We'll, we'll just settle with three. Which three games are you looking forward to the most? Uh, so aside from the Texans game, uh, because I, I am looking forward to that game, even though I think we're going to lose, uh, I want to see the Cowboys Eagles game, right? I want to see the Seahawks Bucks game. Mm -hmm. Or I mean the Seahawks Vikings game. I'm sorry. Um, and I want to see the saints and patriots game okay uh aside from the dolphins game um yeah aside from the dolphins game i i'm intrigued with the uh of course anytime uh tennessee and the colts play each other it's always a you know it's a fight um you know but with that which that, that game is going to be you know it's, it's the game you're going to end up seeing anyway because it's on uh it's on uh, cbs um but I'm looking forward to seeing um, uh, Seahawks and the Vikings. I'm interested in seeing the Bucks and the and the Rams. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Okay. Uh, Eagles and the Cowboys, obviously. But I'm I'm what intrigues me the most is San Francisco Packers. Which Packers team is going to show up? Which San Francisco team is going to show up? I really want to see where this goes. And it's NBC, so if you don't have cable, you can watch it on Peacock. So, you know, that's how I'm able to watch a lot of the games in the evening is I get I, I have Peacock so I can just watch the CBS games and I get to watch the Thursday night games as well. Um, so, yeah. So looking forward to uh, the, the games this week. Um, so, yeah, that's it for week three predictions of are you ready for some football? Um, anything you want to say before we jump out here tonight, Chip? Um, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio absolutely shout out to sean thompson at thompson personal training uh he's got a brand new uh price that he guys want you they want to talk to you guys about in person and online personal classes for one person one class is forty dollars three classes are ninety dollars and five classes are 125 dollars. now group classes are one uh, for one class is thirty dollars Three classes are 75 and five classes are 100. A minimum of three people are required for the group discount pricing. All must be paid in full up front. All sales are final. But guys, if you're worried about the pricing, I can tell you from personal experience, Sean Thompson will help you get in the best shape up. I'm actually, um, after I get off work tomorrow, I'm heading to Red Bank to train with Sean. He told me, he said, cardio, cardio, cardio. And I'm like, son of a bitch. But anyway, uh, but yeah, cardio, strength and conditioning, boxing, uh, even some yoga, if anybody's interested in yoga. But check him out at Thompson Personal Training on Facebook, and uh, you'll definitely enjoy a lot of the stuff that he provides. Uh, also, a couple other, other quick shout-outs to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Uh, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Shout out to Ivan Montanez, uh, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. A lot of his content. And again, thank you guys so much for listening to us babble on and on about football. Uh, we really enjoyed this. It, it's been a crazy two weeks already in the NFL, and I got a feeling it's just going to get even more crazier. Looking forward to this week. You guys, enjoy your games, and uh, we'll see you guys back here next week with another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit it with the outro.
Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe, click the bell to get notified of our latest videos, and check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.